episode of the Music Guy Podcast. My name's Al Rowe. I'm a music guy. I play guitar, I sing, I write songs, I make records. Look at this new room we're in. Yeah. I moved to the beaches, broadcasting to you from the east end of the city of Toronto in the beaches. Uh, It's great here. Everybody should come come on live yeah i mean they have tons of nice nice uh places to eat and you know yeah you walk there's sand and stuff also beaches that that too you move to the beaches in the bad season you know you you gotta wait till the summer to be well i got a deal on the rent oh this is true yeah now is the time to move benefits when it's warm yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh my co-host music guy guitarist composer backup singer Side person, uh, collector of the Mr. CRB benefit from Canada, collector of CRB. Hey, man, we're uh, we're all doing what we got to do right yeah, now. Yeah. It's Mr. Michael Hebbs coming at you from Whitby, Ontario. Hey, <laughs> um, just recently laid down some sweet uh sound design stuff for a project that I'm working on, so thank you very much for doing that, sir. It was really fun, also, too. The 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 thing that I had the most fun with was uh, Will was like, oh, I want you to do some slide. And I couldn't really figure out any slide parts. So like while I was doing slide, I had my amp really loud and there was just a bunch of feedback. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that sounds really cool. So that that was really fun to do. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to dropping these into the mixes and, yeah. and seeing uh, what you can do with them. <laughs> getting these songs to completion, if you know what I mean. God, it's um, all about getting to completion. <laughs> uh, so, t- so uh, today we wanted to um, to chat with you guys about something that we've sort of referenced a bunch on previous episodes in passing, but we haven't really dug into it. Uh, and this is the subscription model. Yeah, the subscription business model. The scary subscription model as i'm gonna call it uh because it freaks me out i think it freaks a lot of people yes. out. yes it's the new it's the new, it's all the rage every company's trying to switch to goddamn pres- uh not prescriptions subscriptions they would be doing yeah, prescriptions it, if they it could. feels like you could subscribe to anything I, i've i've been reading some articles and I'll, I'll share some of them in the show notes where i mean there's one where you could subscribe to your hardwood floor what uh yeah like you can pay for it monthly and get it serviced uh and whatever else so i mean this is really the new norm in terms of um you know businesses uh really really from anything to you know something like a a gym membership which is pretty standard uh you know all the way to like the dollar shave club if people have heard that like the alternative to the gym too would be actually buying your own gear you know that's what will did will's been a gym guy for years and he bought, uh, yeah. you know, weights, and it is a lot more up front, but if you spend 700 bucks up front, if you go to the gym for the rest of your life, like, that's a pretty good investment. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, it's all sort of weighing it, but, uh, you know, it, this is sort of the, the business model of, of now and, and going forward, and I think um, as consumers, we should expect to see, um, you know, many more uh subscription models in all of the businesses and all the facets uh that we're enjoying so let's start it off by just sort of defining 
I think everybody sort of understands what the subscription model is, but let's sort of just break it down and talk a little bit about um, sort of why it exists and what the benefits are uh, to the consumer and to the companies that are offering these services. So the subscription service, generally you're paying for something monthly. It's usually the same amount of money every month. Um, Sometimes you'll get a discount. Oftentimes you'll get a discount if you pay for a year up front. And some services allow you to pause your subscription and restart it at your convenience. Some are super easy to cancel. Some are super difficult to cancel. If any of you have tried to get out of your gym membership, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. So um, that's sort of generally what it is. And, and the company is offering you uh, either like access to something. So in the case of like a gym membership, you get to go to the gym, use all their equipment. Uh, or maybe they're delivering something to you on a monthly basis, like some, uh, some kind of a grocery thing or like a, uh, one of those food box yeah. uh, subscriptions or, um, you know, the Dollar Shave Club, you get razors every month. Yeah, um, yeah. So that sort of a thing. Uh, or in the case of what we're going to be talking about today, software subscription, which can sort of range from you're getting, you know, uh, continuous updates to the software you're buying or you're getting tech support uh, or you're getting new add-ons, new pieces of software uh, as they're added. Uh, or in some cases, you're just getting everything that that company makes yeah. at all times. Uh, or um, And or you're getting access to like a, a growing library of different sounds uh, and stuff like that that's available Um musically speaking so that's sort of what the subscription model is now i've checked out a, a couple of articles i'm not an expert but i did want to do some diving on sort of how are people talking about this in the business world and what uh, are they sort of theorizing about and trying to figure out um you know how this is working why are all the businesses switching to this so i've linked to a couple of, of articles there's one on forbes uh and there's one on the stanford uh school of business website about uh subscription models so i'll link to those in the show show notes uh so basically there's four sort of main pillars of the subscription model i'll call them benefits to the customer uh, and this is what attracts people to pay for subscription model stuff and this is what businesses are trying to offer you so number one is price um and so in a lot of cases, it's at least going to be presented to you as a more cost-effective option than flat-out purchasing. And in some cases, it is. And depending on how you're using the service, it, service, it is, right? So if you have a Costco membership, which a lot of people probably do, you're paying, yes, I don't know how much, like 30 bucks a year, 80 bucks a year. It depends on what um, access you're trying to get. Um, but you pay that 80 bucks a year. And now anytime you go to Costco, you're buying groceries, clothing, appliances for, um, you know, the, the originally it was like the price that the resellers pay, right? Like businesses yeah. would have Costco memberships before it was open to the public. And that's how they would get, you know, a hundred cases of water. And then they would sell those at their convenience store for a yep. buck each and like they were getting that bulk price right so now you get to get be the beneficiary of that so if you go to costco enough times it quickly becomes worth it for you to spend that 80 dollars a year 
Number two is convenience. So uh, there's a subscription that uh, Katie and I use for dog food where they deliver dog food every, I don't know, every couple months or every six weeks or whatever. There's a cycle where they deliver a big bag of dog food to the house. We don't have to go out and get it. It's higher quality food. Um, so there's a there's a convenience factor there. We're, we're never in a situation where we're like, oh, crap, we have no dog food. Yep. And we got to go to work. And what's the dog going to eat today? Yeah, yeah. We don't have to worry about that. So maybe we're spending um, slightly more. I don't actually know how much it is, but maybe it's slightly more than going to the store and getting it yourself. But you're saving that time. You're saving that gas money you're saving whatever and you're not in that headache situation of i don't have dog food uh, so a lot of people doing this with groceries now um or like think about something like i, I don't know netflix you know probably yeah. the the business that's grown the most i feel like that's uh, the inside of the pharmaceutical the one that companies this spark this whole subscription thing <laughs> for sure right the convenience of being able to turn on your TV and watch whatever you want on demand. You know, that was like a cable thing the cable companies were kind of offering, but not really. You're subscribing to cable and you're kind of watching whatever's on. And that's a bummer, right? Like nobody wants to flip channels. It's like you you open up Netflix and you're like, I want to watch this thing yep. right now. So convenience, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. I don't need to. Uh, <laughs> Have you guys heard uh, of Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> You guys heard of this thing? Netflix? It's new. Um, okay, so those two are pretty obvious. Number three, this is where it starts to get a little bit more like big brain marketing sort of thing. Number three is personalization. So this is where as a consumer or a customer, you can go in and choose what things you want and what things you don't want um, and sort of cater the experience or the product to yourself and your needs. Um, so for example, if I have a, a, a good food subscription with a food box suppliers, right, I can choose the meals that suit my diet or yeah, like my budget or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. If I have dietary restrictions or if I just have preferences, like I don't like, I don't really like eating pork. So I'm not going to choose the meals that include have pork. Doritos, you know I mean? uh, in the food boxes. What did you say? Do you think they include Doritos, sweet heat, <laughs> in the food boxes? Sadly, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so we I should make fully that. Pro- we we should release personalize Producer food boxes. Yeah. Or Gatorade. if we're thinking about like uh, maybe like an audio software world, like in a plug-in yeah. subscription, can I choose the plugins I actually want or am I going to get a huge amount of stuff I'm never going to use. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, you know, is it worth it for me? So like if I, um, you know, if I'm looking at plugins, uh, yeah, I, I want to be able to choose, pick and choose and not all of them offer that. So it's something to, to look for. Uh, now the fourth one is curation, which is a little bit different from personalization. And this is, where the service is actually sort of using what they know about you and what they learn about you to give you more of what you want and suggest more of what you want. So like, this is kind of like net when you turn on Netflix, it's like titles recommended for you. Yep. They do that right? with wine. So there's a wine company that does that. They send you a bunch of bottles exa- of wine and you see which example. one you like. And then they're like, these yeah. you would like, which is cool. Right. So people will, you know, that's a great example, actually. Yeah. People will uh, 
pay for that because they want new experiences, but they want new experiences that they're going to enjoy. Yeah. Right. So like if you're going to a wine tasting, you know, you're driving to Niagara and you end up at all these ice wineries. It's like, I don't like ice wine, so I'm not going to enjoy sure. that. Sure. Right. Yeah. But like, I do like wine. And so if I'm, you know, if, it's like if having a buddy some... who knows your tastes really well. It's like, oh, you'd like this show. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's awesome. I don't want to have to search exactly. for shows I'd like. I want somebody to tell me what I like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Or suggest, you know. Yeah. There suggest. we go. There we go. Uh, but yeah. So, so the, the personalization curation, very similar. The idea is you're getting more of what you need or what you want, less of what you don't want. Right. Yeah. So, um, so these are sort of the four, um, main sort of selling points that I have found for the subscription service. So if you're not saving money, if, if it's not more convenient for you, if it's not giving you a more personalized experience, which is something that you feel like you want to pay more money for, then, uh, you're probably not, this is probably not something you should be subscribing to. Yes. Uh, now of course there's benefits for the company and the reason why so many companies are switching to this, uh, service and obviously the, um, or model, I should say, uh, obviously the big one is guaranteed revenue, right? Yeah. If you can sign somebody up to a year of 20 bucks a month for your service and they realize they don't like it halfway through, you're still getting that full year of oh, subscription I just signed from up them, to right? it. I actually just literally yesterday signed up to a sus- subscription. The monthly cost is is uh $30 a month and the yearly mm. cost is $12 a month. And it's oh, like yeah. fuck, man. Like I really want to sign up for yearly, but I don't think I'm going to need it for that long. Right. And it's people forget for that they pills. have subscriptions, right? Like how many times, like how many times have you forgotten? Oh. Uh, it's happened to me a bunch. I'll see yeah. a payment come out of my credit card. I'll be like, I still have that. Yeah. I haven't used yeah. that in two months. Yeah. I thought I canceled that, but I forgot to or something. Is so it a subscription a- to boner pills? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pornhub <laughs> premium. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, so, um, anyways, it's, it, it, you know, th- there's a lot of, benefit there to the companies so obviously we're aware of that we want to try to sort of minimize how much um you know uh we're losing as a result but you know yeah. the companies also have to make money otherwise we don't get the services that they provide there's us. a reason so they're switching a, to this it's a yin yeah, yeah. you know uh so the second one i found kind of interesting uh this is in, in, in uh i think it was in the Forbes article that I was reading. Uh, it's called the sunk cost fallacy. So let's say you have a Costco subscription for 80 bucks a year. You're, you're feeling the need. If you, you know, are a guilty feeling person like I am, it's like, I need to go there. I need to make use of this subscri- yes. subscription. So you'll actually go to that store more often than you would if you weren't subscribed. And you know how it is. You get into a place like that and you're like, Oh man, well, I'm already buying you know, a hundred bucks worth of toilet paper. I might as well yep. get, uh, you know, three liters of orange juice while Stock I'm at it. Stock up on some Kirkland and, brand jeans. Exactly. So you end up spending uh, more money. And like, you know, I've done this numerous times on like a Black Friday sale. If I'm buying plugins, it's like, oh. all right, uh, I'm going... I'm going to get this compressor because it's, it's 1999. It's down for 300 bucks. I got to, I got to get this while I have the chance. It's like, Oh, I'm already here. I'm already spending 20 bucks. Yes. Um, you know, I might as well grab this, grab this, grab this, or you're on Amazon. You're like, I'm already paying for shipping. I might as well, 
get this, this, and this yep. as well, or maybe if I get this much, it, I won't have to pay for shipping. So there's all these sort of factors that where companies try to pull you in to spend more money. Um, and so just something to look out for. Um, but those are the two big reasons why the subscription model works so well for the businesses. I'm already getting so, boner pills. I might as well, you know, get a sports car. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> so that's sort of the overview of what the subscription model is and how it works. Now, the main thing I wanted to focus on in this particular episode was audio software. There's yes. a big movement from uh, a lot of the companies from pay for our license, get your iLock, download the license. Now you have our software. You get to use it forever um versus a lot of companies changing to well just give us 20 bucks a month and you can have all of all of this software or you can have yeah. everything we ever make or you can have free updates or you can have good tech support or whatever the the sort of draw is they want to get our money every month instead of only when we feel compelled to buy their products so you can see how that is already sort of slanted in the in the yes. company's favor potentially in a way but i but i wanted to look into uh, how does this actually break down so i i've done some number crunching to the best of my uh re- remembrance of how much money i've spent on audio software and it's <laughs> it's uh it was a, a scary amount for me for me to see anyways but i mean i do use this stuff to um, make money do my work and 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 make a living so it it, it is worth it but uh, it's sort of scary to go don't back need to and buy anything to up, collect but... crb baby <laughs> yeah right <laughs> actually i'm, yeah, I'm, well, I'm gonna have... crunch the numbers really quickly as well too okay there we go there we go i crunched crunched did you hear yeah. it? Uh, no because i think discord muted it for me oh son of a bitch yeah well yeah i just um, hit but... the keys um so anyways this is the best best of my ability to remember uh so the main one for me pro tools 12 uh i bought pro tools 10 i think even long before this probably like i don't know i'm gonna say like eight years ago Mm. uh i think i paid about 800 bucks for it same same um yeah and uh and then i upgraded to 12 there was sort of like a last chance upgrade to 12 before we switched to subscription model or something. I remember this happening. A well, few I tried years to get ago. pro tools 12. We were talking about this and, uh, yeah. they don't, they don't sell it anymore. It's, it's subscription only. So, so I went that. ahead and yeah, so I went ahead and did buy that upgrade as well. So I, I think altogether I spent about a thousand bucks on pro tools software, which yeah. is a, a pretty cheap. staggering amount of money, yeah. but I mean, uh, that's what you got to do. So, um, that was our, that was Pro Tools. In terms of other software, uh, Melodyne, I bought years ago, Melodyne 3 or something for like 400 bucks and then, um, updated to Melodyne 5 Studio very recently, which is super sweet. Is that the one that you can tune chords? You can tune notes inside of a chord and you can tune multiple vocal tracks at the same time. Yeah, it's it's cool. a it's a pretty big change uh, in terms of workflow. So it was worth it for me. I was working on a couple records where there was just a ton of background stacks, and it saved me a bunch of time. So uh, I felt it was worth it. That was about five hundred bucks. So I'm saying eight hundred bucks on Melodyne. I've spent over the years uh, in terms of Waves plugin stuff. I bought Waves Gold. I think for about 
200, I want to say, uh, which is just a bundle of things. I got the Waves SSL and the API bundles for, I think they were on sale for about 400 bucks. This is US, by the way. Oh. Um, and then, like, over the years, I've just bought other Waves plugins on Black Friday deals. Yep. Like, I got the CLA compressors. I got the 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 um, Pultec one. I got the Fairchild. I got, I don't know, different things like that. Uh, so I'm going to say another 200 bucks there. Uh, I bought the Oxford Inflator for 200 bucks uh, a year or two ago. And uh, the, so that's all plug-in stuff. That was a, a total $1,800 over my my audio career. Oh, baby. Uh, and then lastly was Complete 10, which is a virtual instruments thing, a uh, bundle, a ton of great virtual instruments. Complete. complete uh, I have so Complete was, as well. It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like, dope. Yeah. It's... Uh, I. I when I bought it, it was nine or ten thousand dollars American worth of samples for that price. You know, so instead right. of paying nine thousand dollars because you're buying in a bundle, you were paying like six or seven. You know, which is hundred. Like, yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I paid. I think I paid six hundred for Complete Ten um, back in the day. Yep. And now they're on 13. So that's what I um, upgraded it. When I first was trying to get into film scoring, I joined a forum um, called VI Control. And uh, it's like where all the composers hang out, even like the really big ones. And I asked a bunch of them, like, what what should I get? What's the first thing I should get? Uh, I want to get my feet wet in like composing and mixing. And they said, uh, complete. Uh, And that's Mm. why I bought it. But yeah, so that's cool. You have that too. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff in there, right? Like, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, says it right in the name. Like, it's got all the things yep. you need to to make most sounds. I think if you're like super serious about film scoring, there's some other stuff that's not in there. Yes. Um. Or you're you might be looking at like East West has some really good uh, orchestral, like the yes. really really high end or orchestral sounds that the there's big big film score guys are using stuff. or. I was looking at very expensive yeah. string library and it's just strings, not their complete thing. Eight hundred bucks, a flatus, not east mm. west, but it sounds unreal. Like uh, you barely tell the difference, right? Yeah, even the real thing in that. But yeah, so you can spend a lot of money on this shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's just what I've done, um, and to the best, of, I, I don't know if those are exactly the right prices, but that's about the ball. How much is that total so, in what you've paid? You've paid. So t- total I've written down here is thirty four hundred dollars US Ooh, baby. on audio software. Who yeah. baby? Which is kind of a staggering number, right? If you're yeah. talking to somebody about like how to get your studio started and like what stuff you're going to need, like that's not a cost that you really think about at all. Yep. Um, now, I mean, we'll talk about and we have talked about how to get started for yes, you know, far less, less than that. And, but you're uh, one stop shop. We can too. talk about that. You know what I mean? Like, say for instance, if the agenda didn't yeah. exist. You have everything to take a record from. I'm th- I'm writing, recording, like mixing, and you could master it, which like that's pretty powerful, you know. Like because when we talked about the get your studio started thing, that was more like yeah, you could mix and all that stuff, but you know, there's the bare minimums. But you have like all of the stuff to really do a really good job. So for thirty four hundred bucks, that's not that's not crazy. No, but it's not nothing. <laughs> yes, it is definitely not nothing. So, um, so that's sort of roughly where we're at. Now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, I did. I bought some like slate drum samples. I bought. I bought some other virtual instrument stuff. Did you buy Trigger? We'll leave it at. 
I have Trigger, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we'll leave it at, at 600. I mean, Complete does have drum samples in it as well. So it does. We'll say 600. Um, yeah. Anyways, so let's just have a look at um, uh, what offerings there are out there now in terms of subscriptions. Because keep in mind, I started doing this stuff, you know, a handful of years ago before this was really the thing. Um, so what's out there now? So let's look at DAW. Digital Audio Workstation Pro Tools I'm going to bring up because that's the big one. Um, I know there's a lot of other ones that are cheaper, but yeah. Um, so what? Pro Tools, um, if you want to pay monthly for it, uh, you're going to get um, obviously the software itself, whatever updates they make as the new versions come out, you're going to get those. Uh, I don't know if you get their tech support. I feel like you don't. I think they still charge for that. They are pretty uh, stingy with that stuff. Yeah. Um, you get their complete plug-in bundle, which I actually had a look at. And it's, it, I mean, it's comprehensive. It's got everything in there. I don't know how good You didn't get that with are, Pro Tools when you bought it? I don't think so. I, I have a, a ton of stuff from them. Do you have like EQs and compressors and much stuff? I have EQs and compressors, like air effects. I have a ton of air effects, yeah. Yeah, so this has got, yeah, EQs, compressors, a limiter, it's got a bus compressor, it's got a multiband compressor, it's got air, all the air effects, delays, reverbs, um, distortions, all that stuff, and it's got a tape emulator I saw in there, so they've got some, they got some good, um, you know, functions, I, I, again, I don't know how they compare to the other um, plug-in manufacturers, because I haven't used them, uh, but, you know, I saw some, like, Pultec emulators, some some uh, universal audio emulation like yeah. the, the old um uh trying to 1176 and stuff <clears throat> so you know the, <clears throat> it looks like some pretty good value there and um you're getting that for 30 bucks a month uh if you pay for it all at once so in the year no, sorry yes if you pay it if you pay it uh sorry if you, let me restart that <sighs> if you sign up for a year but you want to pay per month, it's 30 bucks a month. Oh, okay. Okay, which comes out to about $360 a year. If you want to pay for the whole year up front, they give you a couple months for free, 300 bucks a year. So that's the price I'm going to go with, 300 bucks a year. Yeah. If you want yeah. to just pay month to month and stop anytime, which actually might be a good option. Yeah. Um, because remember, you need to make this work for you. So if you're not using your studio all the time, um, it might actually be worth it to subscribe and pause when you're not using it. That's 35 a month. So it's, it's not cheap. Um, but so for, uh, you know, for $300 a year of pro tools for what I paid for pro tools, 12 to a thousand bucks, I could have had three years and a little bit of pro tools. Sure. Um, now I've been, now I've been using pro tools for, like I said, like probably like eight years. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I still stand by that I think purchasing the software was more worth it for me than um, than doing the, the month-to-month thing. Now, it is interesting on there. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so, yes, I think it's worth it, too. But if you it could go back in time, would you have bought a different software instead of Pro Tools? No. Uh, yeah, you no, still. No, if I was starting now, I might yeah yeah there's so many cheaper options that's, this is yeah. true yeah that's actually a really good point nowadays but okay. no at the time i i don't think i would have 
proceed because i wanted to know i wanted to learn and use the one that everybody was using and like at humber that's what that's what we were learning on and stuff so yeah yeah. so no i i did want to use uh pro tools and i knew i was paying a little bit more but someone like like who's listening now doesn't necessarily need to buy pro tools and i almost would argue that they shouldn't I mean, it depends on it depends on what you're doing and yeah. and yeah, I mean, what you what you want, right? Like it is sort of still the quote unquote industry standard. There's just a lot of yeah. other players in the game. Um, yeah. Ableton's getting really popular. Reaper? Cubase is quite affordable. Reaper's super affordable. Logic, had, if you're a Mac Ruben user, on, a lot of people using, and he's using so, Re- you know, Reaper to fucking master records, and he's yeah. an awesome mastering yeah, so engineer. There's a lot of, of different options out there. And if you go back and listen to our home recording on a budget episode, which was way back in the day, there's, we do a full breakdown of, of what's available and how much uh, all that stuff costs. But So interestingly enough, uh, Pro Tools does offer a perpetual license currently on their website. So I just looked at it today. Uh, for 600 bucks, you can get... The full version of Pro Tools, you get all those plugins, I think, for a year. I don't know if you get to keep the plugins. That wasn't clear on the website. Yeah. Uh, and you get one year of updates. I'm assuming you don't get to keep the plugins. But That's not bad. I, I didn't know. know you could do that. Yeah. So, again, if you just look at those costs, you know, it's 300 bucks a year or 600 bucks to just own the thing. I'm just, I would just be yeah. buying the software. Though, don't, right? don't be dumb with your money. Buy that shit. So pretty, pretty clearly like the cost effectiveness isn't there. Uh, if we go back to those pillars of subscription, you know, is the convenience there? Not really. You know, you either have the software or you don't. Yep. Uh, you know, is the personalization there? Not really. You're just getting the thing. I guess if you really love their plugins, then maybe it becomes worth it for you, but which no um, one's ever. I think you, no one sings the praises of that stuff. No one's. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. No one's been I, like, so, "Wow, you got to check out the emulation of the 1176 that Avid does." You yeah. know that I've heard. Uh, yeah, and like, is it personalized or curated to you? No, you're just getting the same stuff yes. as everybody else. So, um, so that one, I would sort of say, just if you want software, it's great. It's really great software. I use it every day, uh, but just buy it. Um, and then you don't owe people money. Um, so that's Pro Tools. I'm sure the other DAWs have similar stuff, um, but it seems like buying a DAW is the way to go based on what I've seen, especially with ones like Reaper that offer the perpetual license for like not that much money at all. Yep. Uh, Ableton's a good one. Buying. Apparently Ableton's Ableton, got a lot yeah. of the stuff that uh, Pro Tools has in the way of editing now, and uh, they've, they're like... Like Will was saying, I don't know much about Ableton, but uh, they're trying to compete with Pro Tools and they're much cheaper. And they have more features in in some right. regards, like sound design. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Check out Ableton, folks. Hashtag man, I love how sponsored. organized this is, man. We should, we should <laughs> mention to the audience that part of our plan is we're going to try to do different 
types of episodes. Like this is more presentation. So, you know, each each month or every so often we're going to prepare, you know, Al has prepared this presentation for me and I'm just fucking ruining it. Uh, and, and the idea is it's, it's more <laughs> organized as opposed to just us talking, which before it was organized, but now it's, he's got like a nice little presentation. He's got a spreadsheet. Uh, he's got like sort of a theme to it. I love it. Uh, and then yeah, we'll do yeah, interviews we'll, still as well, but you know, exactly. Yeah. And we'll link all the, we'll link to the spreadsheet as well in the show notes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I think it's, it's cool to have an episode every now and again where it's like, you know, an organized show topic and, uh, with notes and, and do a little bit of research. Whereas, you know, when you have a guest on, you can sort of go back and forth and just sort of yeah. vibe out. Um, okay. So here's where it gets more interesting. I think the DAWs pretty clearly just buy it up front that that's sort of my recommendation there i think what gets a little bit more interesting is with the plugins and the virtual instruments so mm-hmm. if we go back and look at uh how much money i've spent on plugins it's about 1800 dollars. so i'm going to work with that um that metric this is all us by the way um so a couple of plugin companies to look at here the big one i think is slate i really was impressed with their uh, they, they were calling it the everything bundle when it first came out. Now I think it's called the all access pass. Uh, and I tried it for a year and I thought the plugins were sweet and I really like how, um, this model works where if you're subscribed to it, you get access to everything they've ever made and everything they ever will make in terms of their plugins. This doesn't apply to the drum samples, which are very popular as well. I think that's ah. a separate thing. Um, they have a virtual microphone system. That's a different thing. But yep. in terms of the plugins, and I mean, we're talking about EQs, compressors, limiters, uh, enhancers, you know, like the, the tape emulation. Stuff um, you would mix with. Console emulation, preamp stuff. Yeah. They, they have all the stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you're really not going to need to buy another plugin if you're subscribed to this and that's sort of what they're advertising. And I, I would, I would think I would agree with that unless we're getting into the one area that, that I haven't seen them branch into is like sound recovery or sound repair. Oh, kind of stuff. Like isotope like, stuff. Yeah. Or like if you need to like do noise reduction or if you need to get in there and maybe remove some clicks and pops, they don't really have a solution to that as far as I know at the moment. So you might end up spending money there if, if you end up in a, in a spot too. where you need to remove some hum or something from a track yeah. and and uh, and you're not able to do that. So, but in terms of you know analog modeling and stuff, they're right up there. I think with with anybody else, weren't they the first so people monthly, to do this? I think so. Yeah, they they're the first people I heard about. Front. Yeah, yeah. So monthly, you're looking at twenty five bucks, which comes out to three hundred bucks a year, roughly, and. That's where you can pause anytime. Um, so if you're not mixing a record for the next six months, hit pause. Don't pay yeah. for it. Come back to it when you're ready. Or if you want to uh, sample. I think that's a super useful feature. Yeah. Um, because if you're just demoing stuff, just use your stock that's plugins. Exactly and, you know, or whatever. Come back to it. So I think that's a really use- useful feature. Annually, if you want to pay for it uh, every year, we're looking at 150 bucks a year, which comes out to... Less than fifteen dollars a month, which is for really like quite great plugins. Quite cheap. Yeah, great plugins for like that high are quality plugins. Update. You know, like you if you if yep. they get a new plugin next year and you're like, Oh man, I really want that, you have it already. You know? And they have been coming out with um, you know, new new plugins fairly reg- regularly. So if you're valuing a new plugin at fifty to a hundred dollars, 
and they come out with two plugins a year, then the value is kind of there. That's great. Right? Yeah. In terms of what you're paying. So now I did the math for how much I spent on my plugins total, which is $1,800. I could, I could get 12 years of slate plugins Whew. and whatever they release over the next decade yeah. <laughs> for that much money. So kind of interesting there. And, and I, my feeling is, and I have said this to some people who are getting started, I would look to do that subscription sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because that's a pretty hard margin to beat. Yeah. Um, and I think that like, yes, while the, emulation the modeling of the slate stuff versus the wave stuff versus the uad stuff versus the avid stuff is all different none of them are exactly the same as the old units nor would you want them to be because the old units break all the time um you know you can achieve good sounds if you learn how to use your tools well and use your ears well and record good parts and and make good arrangements one thing that i was thinking about when I bought complete, um, it was kind of a, it's a good problem to have because I have so much stuff. It is kind of overwhelming to learn it all. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, say for instance, because you only had a few compressors, you'd be like, Oh, I like this compressor for this and that. And you know what I mean? So maybe the, the downside is maybe just almost having too many options. Um, but that's a good, that's a pretty decent downside. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good point. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what the solution to that would be. Yeah. Uh, I think it's yeah. like, I think like you said, it's a good problem to have. You can flip through different things. You can watch, see what people are doing in videos. It's like, yep. I, I find it, I found it frustrating when I was learning. I mean, I'm still learning, but like when I was starting out learning, watching videos and people are pulling up like SSL channel emulators, yes. Neve 1073. And oh, I'm just going to add some 10 K with this plugin. It's like, well, if I do that with my, pro tools uh seven band eq it doesn't sound the same yeah so like i want to like i want to use the thing that you're using so they cover all the bases advantageous if you've got a swath of of all the different old school channel strips even if the person you're watching is using waves and you're using slate you can still be like okay well i can see what they're doing with this thing and this is going to be maybe not exactly the same it's going to be similar right they're modeled after the same Piece, piece of gear so that is a very good point I, I i think i would find that nice um so you know pretty good value there now i went over the wave site to see what they've got and um their selection is not as good you can you can get waves platinum which is a bundle that you can probably buy for i don't know like 800 bucks or something i'm not sure how much it is 800 bucks uh, not when it's not on sale yeah i think so yeah. usually when they um, when those go on sale it's like a quarter of the price yeah you know what don't quote me on that price i have no idea but it's a uh, monthly for 20 bucks uh 20 bucks a month uh or 200 dollars a year so about 240 dollars a year if, if you want to pay monthly 200 if you want to pay annually um now the problem i had with this one is there's a lot of stuff in there that you don't get that that uh, i think is is pretty important like the ssl stuff isn't in there i use that a lot the api stuff isn't in there um again some of that recovery i don't think they have the denoiser in there uh i don't think there's any uh oh i should have mentioned with the slate too there's no pitch correction i don't think in either ah. of these 
Um, so if you're looking for the Melodyne thing, I think you just have to buy it. One um, thing I looked anyways, up the price, uh, Waves Platinum was on sale for 200 bucks uh, on Black Friday. Wow. That's 200 bucks American. Yeah. So it's like... 200 yeah. bucks American. So for a year of just subscribing to it, you could... Now, have as it. they add plugins to that sure. bundle, you're going to get those. But yep. I, I don't know. I don't really think it's worth it. But it is a sort of, you know, uh, a collection of plugins that you would need um for that price now again i could get nine years of platinum use for um the money that i've spent on plugins you know, all the total. plugins i have up yeah now. now granted i've been using these plugins for many years not also not they all do of different them things for eight or nine years but like melody yeah and they do different know? things so yeah yeah melodyne's included in that so would i jump on on uh the platinum subscription i don't think so um do better so, waves or sponsor the show, and then we'll just lie. <laughs> <laughs> I think they make great products. I just wouldn't personally uh, use that. That's exactly so it. Absolutely. Those are two um, options. I'm not going to get into the UAD stuff because you have to buy their hardware in order to use yep. the software, and there's a big upfront cost associated with that. Um, but these are sort of two major options in terms of of what you can subscribe to. Um, like I said, the slate stuff is pretty attractive to me. The price is very low. And the fact that you get everything that they ever make is quite nice because you can at least, you know, there's convenience, there's personalization there. You're going to get the things that you do want. Um, and as you said, it's going to be a complete stuff picture. That you don't want, you know what I mean? The, the, the price is there. Sorry. What'd you say? As you said, it's going to be a complete picture. You know, like mm-hmm. it, you're going to like get the SSL modeling and all that stuff as opposed to waves. It's like, you know, you're getting some of this stuff. Yeah. It's not enough for me. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. For for that price, it's it's it doesn't seem worth it. Um, so I think in the in the world of plugins, subscriptions might be the way to go. Yeah. As opposed um, to DOS. As opposed to buying them outright, and yeah, yeah and, and DAWs, I think you just buy them. Um, so definitely something to to look for there. Now, uh, if we get into the world of virtual instruments, this is like a world I'm not super well versed in, but there is a couple. There are a couple of cool things I wanted to point out. Uh, the first one is this service called Splice. I love Splice. I think Will's on it. Yeah, have, yeah. Do yeah. you have it? Are you on? I've this? had it for a month or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. So basically my understanding of this is you pay eight bucks a month and you get access to this like infinitely large library of samples yep. and synth presets. Are there, uh, are there plugins and stuff as well? That's kind of an Not when I was cost. doing it. Um, yeah. it was there, I think there are plugins now, but yeah, like it's, yeah, it's samples. Um, that's an, uh, one a, of the extra thing you have to big to buy, problems but, yeah. is the same thing I was saying before though. There's so many options. It can be a little bit daunting right. to be like, I want a sample, but where the fuck do I start? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but you can sort of search. There's search Forever, parameters yeah. you can use and filters, yes. right? Yeah. But the beauty of it is is that you're, you're not paying for like a sample pack where you're going to use one keyboard sound from it or yep. one uh, drum kit from the samples and you've got 20 other kits you're never going to use and you spend 100 bucks on it. Yep, you know? it's true. This is like, I want this exact sound. I found it. Okay, great. I'm going to download it. And whatever you do download uh, through the service, you get to keep it. Oh. So even once you've canceled your subscription to them, 
whatever you use. Now they cap you. I think it's at a hundred downloads per year is what I, what I read somewhere. I, it wasn't clear to me mm-hmm. how that worked, but they do cap you on, on what you can so you download. Can't just I'm download pretty sure. The whole library. Yeah. You can't just take their entire catalog, yeah. but whatever you have taken, you get to keep, um, when your subscription ends, they say it's no hassle canceling, whatever. So, this it turns out to be about a hundred bucks a year. Yeah, and for what I spent on complete, I could get this for six years. Yep, uh, and keep everything. So that's kind of attractive. If they're if yep. they do have, you know, really great uh, synth presets for like a program like Massive or something, which ironically comes in complete, uh, so you have to buy it anyways. But like, you know, maybe that would be comprehensive enough that I wouldn't need all the virtual instruments I've, I've purchased through complete. I'm not sure. Like, can they do a piano sound as well as, yeah. um, And strings and like, not that that you'll need strings unless you're doing like film score, but like stuff like that. It, yeah, it is hard. That is hard to say. But if you can grab, you know, a go-to piano sound from somewhere, maybe you buy it, whatever. And then most of your work is like synth based. Display, displays do um, loops. I can't remember. I think they do. Yeah, they yeah. do loops and sample packs as well. Yeah, there, I, I I heard an Aaron Sterling sample drum sample pack. Oh, I just demoed you it. Love as Aaron I was on Sterling. The, the yeah, yeah. Aaron so, Sterling is like your favorite. I think if you're not well, he's Rich's favorite more than mine. There you I, go. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. The agenda. Um, you're all slowly just becoming one person. You're just yes, becoming unified right. like the board. High, the hive mind is um, at work. This splice kind of is in contrast to arcade arcade output sorry output arcade which uh, yeah. i had um but so like, tell us about tell us about how that one yeah. works so output arcade you actually don't own anything which is interesting that that uh, splice does that um so with output arcade you uh i think will's approaching me from behind no he's not good um with output arcade you it's loops um it's not it's not really samples from what I found. Uh okay. and they have their own sort of plugin. It's a part of Pro Tools, you open it up, they set it up on a keyboard, um, and then you can trigger all the loops and they give you like it, they make it like Netflix, you know, like, oh, you know, they'll they'll have a a sort of series that's meant to replace hi hats. You know, so they'll have a series of hi hat loops, or they'll have like an analog synth series. And the thing that I found this the most useful for is like almost idea idea generation. Like if I'm doing something for a commercial, in fact, when I was doing that thing for uh, the Ontario Health, it, it was accompanied through Ontario Health, um, to get some ideas, I kind of started with that, you know? It's like, ah, oh, I kind of want something in this mood, listen to a few loops, and then it gives me a clearer idea, and I used a few of the loops. So it is pretty cool in terms of inspiration, but yeah, like... You, you don't own anything, you know? So, But it's cool that you mm-hmm. can just sign up, get some inspiration, you know, peace out. It'd be great for right. songwriters, you know what I mean? If if you're running a, if you are a songwriter and you're, you're co-writing with people, you know, you bring them in and they're like, I want something like this. You can pull up loops of like real instruments and then some really almost like uh, weird, like airy loops that kind of would just fit anywhere. But you can also pull up mm-hmm. very specific, like this is a chord progression, you know? Which is cool. Um, That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And only uh, ten bucks a month is yep. what I saw. Yep. So yep. one hundred and fifty 
bucks a year or something. Uh, no, sorry, that'd be 120 bucks a year. Um, and you know, again, like if you're, this is where you know the personalization is such a big part of this, right? Yes. Because if they have the stuff that you need, then you don't need to spend six hundred dollars or more on the complete bundle with all these instruments you're never going to use. Yep. If you can find the exact uh, synth sounds you want, you know, or whatever, or loops. Like if you just um, need so really a rough drum on... loop to play over and write over, it's like, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So it really depends on what kind of work you're doing and what your needs are. But I, I would say, like, if you're not doing film stuff um, and your work is mostly synth-based, this seems very worth it to me compared to paying for, you know, a, a the, the complete pack which includes like yeah um or some you know horns and strings and stuff which and they're not that good honestly like they're they're, yeah. they're like just okay the horns yeah. and strings incomplete um you know it's got uh it's got guitar emulation if you're not a guitar player you're never going to use that it's yep. got world instrument stuff if you're not a film composer you're That's likely not going to be using that yeah stuff. um you know so the synth uh, on the synth end of things, it's got massive, which is great, and it's got a ton of presets, and it's got some you talking about some splice. cool keyboard stuff yeah. going on. But like, it's got some okay drum samples going on. Battery's pretty sweet. Battery is cool, but that's all you get, right? Yeah. And yep. and as music uh, evolves and develops, and you know, new the the sounds are are constantly changing. What's what's popular? What's yes. new? What's fresh? Um, it's really hard to find synth patches and stuff that can compete with that um from a sort of basic pack that you've you have to purchased right money. whereas if it, yeah if you're like if you're in you know if you have access to a huge library where people are making things i think it would be easier to find more current sounding stuff yeah so yeah i think the the these services are pretty sweet and i'd be very interested in trying them out uh at some point um, and then the last one that we wrote down here was East West Symphonic Cloud. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a composer, composer cloud. cloud. Yeah, composer cloud. Sorry. So this is like this is quite expensive. Annually, this is six hundred dollars a year. Yep. Um, now you get access to everything they make, right? Yes. Uh, Which is ooh, maybe maybe that's not right, but it's a lot. It's like fifteen grand worth American of samples. Yeah. Um, and it's it's expanding constantly, you know. Like orchestral samples are expensive too. Like the East West stuff is really good, and like I haven't been in the circles as much. But like you know, I was just I said earlier, you know, there's this company named Deflatus, and their string samples are amazing. They're not like the absolute top of the line, but they're pretty up there. It's eight hundred bucks for just strings, and that's not their complete library. You know what I mean? Um, right so it's like this stuff can get really expensive and you know oh yeah these guys have everything from yeah strings to to horns to like voices they've somehow done like opera voices and and choral voices and and i mean this is this is like the cutting edge sort of film scoring side of things so if you're in that world and you can justify spending the money then you know it's up to you to decide if that's sort of your world if you were trying to learn, like, because with composition, like, it's not always symphonic, right? But if, say, for instance, you're like, I'm trying to learn how to write for, like, orchestra and stuff like that, 
uh, for like films, film trailers. And I want to be like the next John Williams and only use orchestra 600 bucks Mm -hmm. annually to have all of the orchestral samples and never like need to be like, Oh shit, I don't have that. My big problem when I was composing film stuff was like, I don't have something for that. It's like, Oh, I need like really, really, really deep, like double bass stuff. I had like a cello Mm -hmm. and double bass combined patch, but they were combined. You you couldn't separate them, you know? So with this or like even like runs, like, you know, like a, like a harp run, uh, a a gliss or whatever. I actually don't know Mm -hmm. the names because I'm a horrible composer, but, um, the that's the idea right like so it has all this stuff which is appealing in that sense you know right so i mean you know for me what i do like (laughs) this is not going to be worth it right same here um so obviously think about that uh before you go ahead and pay you know six hundred dollars a year because you wanted to put strings on one song it's like yes there's probably a better way to to do that than to subscribe to this particular thing but um, again, it just comes down to your needs and, um, this is not something I'm going to be looking into because I don't, uh, I don't score films currently, <laughs> There you go. but you never know, man. It's cool that this, it's cool that this stuff is available because imagine you were a working pro doing film scores and you were making a couple of, even if you're just kind of like getting your, your feet under you and you maybe had one project a year, but it paid a thousand bucks or something like the fact that this access exists for you is huge because amassing a library like you said of these instruments would be thousands and thousands of dollars essentially you would have had to spend fifteen thousand dollars to get what this has you know right and like so i don't know many people who can do that so this is a really great way to to get off the ground as a as a new um composer similarly with all these plug-in things as a new engineer or new mixer or whatever it's like cool i can spend 150 bucks this year i've got one record it pays it's gonna pay me a, a couple hundred dollars but great i have all the tools i need yep. now i don't need to worry about you know sinking a ton of money up front to get my studio going so also too you can um, do it for a year and be like i don't like it i don't like being a mixer i don't like being an engineer i'm out yeah you know yeah right yeah, because you can't really – so this is what we'll get into next here. It's like what are the benefits of actually owning your software if you don't want to you know, do these monthly subscriptions? It's like number one for me is I don't owe anybody any money at the end of the month. I love that yeah. feeling, right? Like I, ma- I, I, I do a better job of managing my own finances the fewer things I have coming out every month. Um, yep. You know, I've already got rent and – you know um insurance and all these things that that come out on a monthly basis exactly like i don't want to be i i don't want all my money to be spoken for every month i would much rather think about what i want to get do some research decide okay this is going to be worth it for me to buy because i know i'm going to use it uh i can wait for it to go on sale on black friday or whatever and make that decision at that point now it's mine i own it I don't need, you know, I don't have an account with, well, you always have an account with the company, but like, you know, they're not drawing money from me every month. I personally, I just like that feeling maybe because I'm an old curmudgeon guy, but you know, that's one big thing. Um, but there's a lot of downsides to owning software that I've sort of realized, um, you know, even just going through the exercise of preparing for this show. But, uh, 
one of the big ones is you can't really sell it. Like, yep. If you have a license to a, a software, it, it, a lot of them, if you read those EULAs, you're not allowed to sell it to people. Uh, yeah. Some of them do allow that. And like, I don't really know exactly how all that stuff works, but generally speaking, you don't buy software off other people, right? Yeah. Like once you've activated that product key, it's yours, it's bound to your iLock. Like it's hard to transfer stuff around. I don't know. Maybe somebody could enlighten me on how to do that, but it's not really you can't take advantage to, to of the hardware thing that we were talking about and the other thing where it's like yeah i bought this i'm trying to write beats uh now yeah. and i bought a little like drum pad with velocity sensitive triggers and i bought it cheap and used and if i don't want to do that anymore if i don't like it or i can just flip it used for either the same i paid for or more so i'm not really losing any money there you know i'm just like tying it up somewhere whereas with software you're 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 spending that money that money's gone yeah and it doesn't really get better with age either yes software requires updates um as you as the years go by and you change to you know the next version of windows or the next version of osx or whatever some of your software is not going to work anymore and yep. you're going to have to go back to that company and be like, oh, well, I need to get version 12 because my o- my OS updated and now your stuff doesn't work. And so for a lot of us, we just never update our operating systems because yep. we're afraid that our software is not going to work I'm anymore. updating to Windows um, 10 in the next few weeks, and I'm very afraid. It worked well for me. Knock okay. on wood for you. Yeah. It was actually really this easy. This podcast might um, be done in a few weeks because of this. Might side be over. Note, side <laughs> note, buy a new SSD yeah and do a fresh install of windows on that look at this baby right here that's what i bought oh i got the same one really the same one yep fuck yeah working great it's working great and then just sort of slowly copy over did you get it on black friday over time uh no oh that no because i needed to get see i needed to get melodyne 5 and it only worked on windows 10 and yeah 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 that's that's why i'm updating windows 10 too i i have melodyne 5 but not essential it's assistant because mm. i'm not yeah. fancy like you i don't have a fucking editor son of a bitch so all these problems with software is like the old school gear it just you plug it in it works it holds yep. its value it appreciates right. in value yes outboard gear is super expensive right now yeah like um, software is useless pieces. a decade from now you know the like camel crusher things so, everybody uses camel crusher it's like a distortion compression plugin and it's free mm. and it's great and i see tons of people still using it but like mm. is free, you know, whereas I bet you back in the day it cost a good chunk of coin, you know, mm. uh, some yeah. guitar pedals like are worth like, you know, 10 times what they sold for, especially uh, I hear the old guys talking about hardware gear like Dave Pensato and he's like, yeah, this is kind of stuff that I just bought off a friend for like 100 bucks, 200 bucks. And now it's, you know, it's worth like 10 times that, you know, if not right. more, uh, I know of people. Well, we we. I don't know if we've talked about this, but people as a career, they used to go around to pawn shops and hawk shops buying, you know, these Fender guitars that before the internet, uh, the owners didn't really know anything about. And it's like, oh yeah, this is from the sixties. This is worth $30,000. You know what I mean? But they're selling yeah, it for right, five. Right. You know, so you can't do that with software because it's can't always going to get better. Software. There's, there is really no equity to be had there. So, yeah. you know, if you're buying it, you're buying it to use it to do work to yes. hopefully make some money or for your enjoyment or whatever. But 
Um, yeah, so you're going to need to get updates eventually. Um, now, all that being said, any software that I've purchased, like I said, I have been using it for yes. close to, to a decade, you know, five, six, seven, eight years, depending on which piece of software we're talking about. I've done a couple of updates. Everything still works. I moved to Windows 10. A bunch of stuff is now like legacy, quote unquote. A bunch of my Wave stuff is legacy. So it's no longer supported, quote unquote, by the yeah. operating systems. And But things still work and you got to yeah. do some workarounds. If you're subscribing, you never really have to worry about that because um, everything is continuously going to be updating and, and keeping fresh with them. Um, your operating system and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but you also run into problems where like, if you're not on the latest operating system and your plugins update, they won't work anymore because they're too new for yep. what you have. So there's, there's a lot of balancing, but I think at the end of the day, being able to get updates and new versions of things is a good thing because, um, you know, you don't eventually you're going to run into your software just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, you see uh tutorials online, Pro Tools tutorials with guys who are using like Pro Tools like six and it's like from like yeah. two or three years ago. <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you if you want to hold out though, you can. So yeah. it's really like again, that comes back to convenience. It's like how how much do you want to worry about I'm um, I mean I stuck to I stuck with Windows seven for years because I knew there was a good chance a bunch of stuff wasn't going to work. Yeah. But I couldn't get the new version of um, the Slate stuff because it didn't work with Windows 7. So it's like, you know, you got to worry about that stuff. How much do you want to uh, to make that a priority? But um, so those are kind of the downsides to software ownership. Um, uh, there's no hard and fast answer here of, of this research I've done. It's but less cut it and looks- dry than I thought it was. You've you've yeah, you've sold it looks me to in me, that sense. It looks to me like the DAW you want to buy, the plugins you may want to subscribe to, especially if you're starting out and you have nothing at the moment. Yeah. I think that's definitely a great place to start um, because you can at least try things and see what you like. A lot of these subscriptions offer like the first couple months free too. So you can try stuff out and decide, okay, I really love this particular plugin. Maybe I'll buy that, you know, and not subscribe. Or maybe I'll keep subscribing because I love how there's new stuff coming all the time. And um, my, the the work that I'm doing is sort of paying for it. So it's worth it. Um, You know, that's a great option to have. Uh, The virtual instruments is a bit of a, uh, uh, a world that I'm not super, super uh, learned learned in, uh, but I think depending on your application, it might be better to just subscribe to a service like Splice if you're doing more electronic music, um, you know, than to buy a pack. Um, but if you're doing, you know, more film scorey stuff, maybe buying a pack is a better way to go. If there's like a few sounds that you know you're going to need, like a keyboard, uh, sorry, like a piano, good piano sound, a good, you know, organ sound, maybe, um, you know, what have you, then, you know, maybe maybe buying a pack is, is the way to go. But sort of make sure that you're getting, I think the moral of all of this is make sure that you're getting the stuff that you actually need at the best price that you can yes. afford because there's no longer really a reason to 
um, pay for a ton of stuff that you're not going to use. Yep. We're sort of, we're, we're, we're sort of beyond that in the greater sense in like the business world and the consumer marketplace world. Like you, no matter what uh, sort of area of, of, you know, the marketplace you're in, it's audio, is it groceries? Is it technology? Is it, you know, books that you want to read? It's like, you can get the thing that you want and not get the things that you don't want. So try your best to sort of find the service that's going to do that the best for you. Reinforcing also to that idea that there's never a better time to get into the music industry. You know, the barriers are, I feel like the barriers are fucking never been lower. You know, once again, I wasn't alive 60 or 70 years ago, but it seemed like it was a lot of chance and a lot of money, you know? The, The barrier for entry is certainly financially speaking, lower than ever yeah i mean you know the one thing that i did notice um is that and and that i think these companies could do a better job of is that personalization curation yes where like give me the things i want let me pick 30 plugins that i actually want and i know i'm going to use and it's this much a month and i can swap them out maybe every month or every three months for the new ones that i want or something you know what i mean like I don't want to pay for, I, I don't know, you know, some EQ I'm never going to touch, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I should be able to pay less because I'm, you know, only using things that I That is use. very so interesting. And that I wonder would be a cool thing to see with questionnaires happen. when you sign up, sometimes I've bought things or signed up to websites like Waves. I don't know if Waves does this. And they give you questionnaires asking what type of music you're doing, all that stuff. I wonder if mm-hmm. that's where things are going to head, you know, like you pay a really small amount but you maybe you have to pay for like two years and something. And maybe it's like, yeah, you get waves, you know, you get the SSL collection, but you're going to pay like two bucks a month, but it's for the next two years. You know what I mean? And then you can choose to renew right. it, you know? Pick and choose. That would be yeah. interesting. This has been very you know, that would make a lot of sense to me if, it, if that's the direction it went in. You um, have done your job, sir, in pre- <laughs> presentation sort of yeah. format. Just because I, I literally came into this and my opinion of subscriptions was they're just sort of like a way to trick people who don't have money you know and generally you shouldn't screw around with them and it's like that's not necessarily the case you know i mean i think you have to be wary like anything you have to be careful with um your your money and and what you're promising what promises you're making to these companies because they're not gonna give you a break if you say you're doing a year of something you're paying for that and you're going to do it so you do have to you know um manage your 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 compulsive want to buy things as much as you can but i think it's i i do sort of think after doing this that the subscription model will ultimately be better for business and for consumer yeah um you know as it gets more and more refined and um, you know, the, the experiences become more and more personalized. Uh, I, I think it will be ultimately, excuse me, a good thing, but this is where we're at right now. And, uh, this is what I've discovered. There you go. So I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Do you, do you yeah, have any yeah. other points you want to hit? I, I just want to say you fucking did a great job. 
And I, I like this format, you know, of occasionally having like sort of quote unquote presentation, you know, nice. and having a theme as opposed to like, let's talk about these top five things. It's like, you know, let's actually make a nice little presentation of that. So I think people should expect more of these in the future demand more of these in the future <laughs> well let us know what you think folks yeah. i mean yeah drop a comment or a message to us and and if you did like the formatting of this episode and the subject matter if you have suggestions for other subjects or formats uh definitely let us know you can uh reach the podcast at musicguypodcast at gmail.com or on our instagram page or facebook page or youtube channel or you could be watching this right now as it's being recorded uh, you can find me on social media at Al Rome Music. You can find Michael Hebs at Bruno the Meek on Instagram. And if you want to support the show, you can tell your friends about it, share this episode, write a comment, reach out to us, uh, send us a song of the week, which we're about to get to right now, um, or uh, any of those good things. Send us some questions, maybe. You know, there these you are go. all good things. Uh, and please correct me on any of this stuff or, or chime in if, if you have any experience with any of these month to month plans or any different ones that we didn't mention or uh, if I got the prices wrong or the services wrong, please, please let us know. There you go. Our song of the week comes to us from friend of the show, a longtime listener and supporter, Thunder Bay singer, songwriter and country artist Tim Albertson. The song is called Looking for a Road. Uh, it's written by Chris Farron, who co-wrote the song Jesus Take the Wheel, uh, which is a Carrie Underwood track I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Uh, the vocals were recorded in Thunder Bay with Blueprint Studios and mastered by Transparent Mastering. This song went to number one on the Canadian Indie Country Countdown and is currently nominated as a Top 100 of 2020. And the song is also Top 5 internationally on the Country Thunder Network in China. So congrats, Tim, on a great song and a great recording. If you would like to have your song featured on the show, just send it to us, musicguypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, as always, so much for listening to the show. We'll see you next week. We'll leave you with Looking for a Road by Tim Albertson. Here it is. Might be dirt, it might be gravel I'm looking for a road Only I'm supposed to travel Might be right around the corner Might be a thousand miles to go But I'm gonna keep on looking for that road I'm looking for a sky Where I can see forever I'm looking for a sky That leads straight up to heaven I'm gonna climb up every mountain till my soul begins to fly Yes, I'm gonna keep on looking for that sky Yet I know it won't be easy And I know it won't be long With every step I'm getting closer to the place
I'm looking for love that never sleeps and never falters. Might get knocked down, turned around, but I'm not giving up. Yes, I'm gonna keep on looking for that. Might be dirt and might be gravel I'm looking for a road Only I'm supposed to travel Might be 